0: Friends, today our scripture lesson comes from the 22nd Psalm. This is one of the Psalms of David and one of the Psalms that you hear during this holy season as it tells the story of a servant of God, of the Messiah, who is to come and is to help us. Today, I'm reading from Eugene Peterson's translation of the Bible called The Message. God, God, my God, why did you dump me miles from nowhere? Doubled up with pain, I called to God all the day long. No answer, nothing. I keep it all night, tossing and turning, and you? you are indifferent above it all leaning back on the cushions of israel's praise we know you were there for our parents they cried for your help and you gave it they trusted and lived a good life and here i am nothing an earthworm something to step on to squash Everyone pokes fun at me. They make faces at me. They shake their heads. Let's see how God handles this one. Since God likes him so much. Let him help him. And to think you were a midwife at my birth. Setting me at my mother's breast. When I left the tomb, you cradled me. Since the moment of birth, you've been my God. Then you moved far away. And trouble moved in next door. I need a neighbor. Herds of bulls come at me. The raging bulls stampede. Horns lowered, nostrils flaring like a herd of buffalo on the move. I'm a bucket keep kicked over and spilled. Every joint in my body has been pulled apart. My heart is a blob of melted wax in my gut. I'm dry as a bone, my tongue black and swollen. They have laid me out for burial in the dirt. Now packs of wild dogs come at me, thugs gang up on me, they pin me down hand and foot and lock me in a cage, a bag of bones in a cage stared at by every passerby. They take my wallet and the shirt off my back and then throw dice for my clothes. You, God, don't put off my rescue. Hurry up and help me. Don't let them cut my throat. Don't let those mongrels devour me. If you don't show up soon, I'm done for, gored by the bulls, meat for the lions. But here's the story I'll tell my friends when they come to worship. And I'll punctuate it with hallelujahs. Shout hallelujah, you God worshipers. Give glory, you sons of Jacob. Adore him, you daughters of Israel. He has never let you down, never looked the other way when you were being kicked around. He has never wandered off to do his own thing. He has been right there listening. Here, In this great gathering of worship, I have discovered this praise life. And I'll do what I promised right here in front of the God worshipers, down and outer sit at God's table and they eat their fill. Everyone on the hunt for God is here praising him. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever quit. From the four corners of the earth, people are coming to their senses and are running back to God. Long lost families are falling on their faces before him. Don't embarrass any of us who went out on a limb for you. God has taken charge. Now he has the last word. All the power mongers are before him, worshiping all the poor and powerless too, worshiping along with those who never got it together, worshiping our children. And their children will get in on this as the word is passed along from parent to child babies not yet conceived will hear the good news that god does what god says this is the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god let us pray lord even in the darkness we worship you even when it feels as if you are far away we worship you even when we don't understand why this is called Good Friday, because it doesn't feel very good. We worship you. So, holy God, speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls. Holy God, take this, your servant, and hide her behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is said and everything that is heard comes straight from you, oh God have your way. This is your servant prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Usually on Good Friday, preachers are trying to help their congregations live into the darkness of Good Friday. Crowds show up for the Palm Parade on Palm Sunday and even more are ready for the Easter celebration. But usually most people want to skip the passion. They want to skip the blood, the gore, the betrayal, the beating, the cross. Most people want to skip walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Most people want celebrations, not the crucifixion. But this year, this year, it seems as if we're living in a series of Good Fridays. The coronavirus has forever altered our way. Of life but people are dying in the presence of strangers in numbers never seen before in the United States people are out of work they are hungry they are afraid if we're not careful we will feel the darkness all over the land. Somehow this good Friday feels natural. This good Friday, it seems we are more willing to feel the anxiety, the pain, the suffering, the ridiculousness of it all. This good Friday, we welcome the opportunity to feel the darkness and to weep. In the 22nd Psalm, the psalmist walks through the worst and the best of following God. The psalmist has found favor with God, so when he hits hard times, people want to know where his God is. The psalmist claims and names for us the ups and the downs of life, what it feels like to be favored
1: and what it feels like to be abandoned.
0: Maybe the psalmist speaks for you when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if the psalmist does speak for you, then we're in good company. Jesus asked the same from the cross. After the beatings, the starving, the ridicule, the betrayals, the nailing of his hands and feet, Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Have you ever felt forsaken? Have you ever wondered what God was doing while you were suffering? Have you ever felt like you've been left out?
1: Vulnerable to attack. Good.
0: Did she just say good? Yes, good. The good in Good Friday is that abandonment, attack, despair, pain, betrayal, depression, anxiety, sin, the coronavirus. The good in Good Friday means that none of these things have the last word. The good in Good Friday means that Jesus paid for all the stuff in life that we would go through that nothing catches God off guard, and that nothing we do can make God love us less. On Good Friday, Jesus gave, gave up his last breath as an overwhelming act of reckless love. On Good Friday, The temple curtain is torn and we no longer need an emissary to get to God. On Good Friday, right before our very eyes, our suffering turns to praise. Did you hear the words of the psalmist? He said, here's the story I'll tell my friends when they come to worship, and I'll punctuate it with hallelujahs. Shout hallelujah, you God worshipers. Give glory, you sons of Jacob. Adore him, you daughters of Israel. He has not let you down. Never look the other way when you were being kicked around. He has never wandered off to do his own thing. He's been right there listening. Here in this great gathering for worship, I've discovered this praise life. And I'll do what I promised right here in front of the God worshipers. The down and outers sit at God's table and eat their fill everyone is on the hunt for god praising him live it up from head to toe don't ever quit god has taken charge from now on he has the last word all the power mongers bow before him worshiping all the poor and powerless too worshiping along with those who never got it together, worshiping our children. And their children will get in on this as the word is passed along from parent to child. Babies not yet conceived will hear the good news that God does what God says.
1: on Good Friday, the reckless love
0: of Jesus takes over. And when the reckless love of Jesus takes over, every tear is wiped dry, every death sentence is turned to new life, every pain turns to joy, rescue comes quickly, and darkness, darkness leads to light. So yes, whatever darkness you are in, call out, my God, my God, where are you? And the blood that Jesus shed on our, on your behalf, that blood leads us to reckless love. And reckless love turns our darkness to light. And our weeping
1: to praise, hear the good news. God does what God says.
0: So here's my question for you. What do you need to leave at the cross this afternoon? What is it that seeks to distract you from the truth that God is good and that God never leaves us nor forsakes us? What is it that you need to turn over to God so that you can get in a space and a place to praise God in the midst of it all, through it all? What is it
1: that you need to give? at that old rugged cross so that you can believe that God does what God says.